Shana McMahon is the Executive Director of Emanuel Community Services in Seattle. Shana McMahon, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. And I am equally excited, or maybe even more so if that's possible, because of this opportunity to speak with various entities in the Give Big campaign is giving me an opportunity to meet people and learn about organizations that really haven't been on my radar. And I honestly, I really like to think that I'm kind of aware, but no surprise I'm not, because here's Emmanuel Community Services that has a long history in our community, and this is my first time of really becoming familiar with you. So, Shauna, let our listeners know this history of who you are in the Puget Sound area. Yeah, well, Emmanuel Community Services has been serving people experiencing hunger and homelessness for over 40 years in the South Lake Union neighborhood. We are the longest serving social service agency in the neighborhood. And it's surprising because this neighborhood is now perceived as one of the wealthiest in the city, but there is still such great, great need. Whether it's folks struggling to put food on their table or folks who live unsheltered outside that are just looking for a safe place to land. So it is interesting when you mention uh, families who are facing hunger, and I know that one component is a food bank. So in this very wealthy neighborhood, do you have people from the neighborhood that do come, or do they come from outside the neighborhood to the food bank? All over, really. Uh, You know, South Lake Union is a little bit unique that we have market rate apartments with folks who work in big, well-known Seattle corporations, and then right next to low-income housing and people that have been here for decades. So it really is a mixed neighborhood with people from all over. We also have some folks that come to our food bank that have been coming here for decades because this is where they feel safe. A good example of that is we have a group of Ukrainian visitors that come to our food bank every week, and they say that they come here, they live outside the neighborhood, but they come here because they feel safe and welcome and a part of the community. That is beautiful that you provide that for them. Sad that there is that feeling of safety, lack of safety elsewhere, but that you are seen as this kind of haven is exactly what you're aiming to do. Absolutely, yeah. We are small organization, but we have a really large impact on the people that we serve and the numbers of people we serve. Um, And one of the things we do is we aim to fill the gaps where maybe other organizations don't quite reach. There are a lot of great organizations doing fantastic work, and then there are gaps between the specialties or the target audiences. So we really strive just to be there to help folks who maybe are not fitting in or falling through the cracks. So, Shauna, you had been telling me that Emanuel Community Services was founded by the church right there 43 years ago. Is this still part of the church, or are you more your own uh, nonprofit agency? We are our own nonprofit. Uh, They are very supportive and very kind, and we operate out of the building still, but we are a separate nonprofit. And it really was just started with folks in this community, this congregation, recognizing the great need out in the neighborhood and saying, wow, somebody's got to do something. Let's let's see what we can do to help. 
And it's just astounding to think 43 years ago. So we're looking at like I'm math 1979. Yep. Yeah. And we we want to think that some of our issues are more recent years. But no, this has been going on for 40 some years and you're not going out of business yet. Yeah, sadly, that is true. Uh, And COVID really highlighted that, right? I think a lot of people weren't really aware of the scope of the need in the community until COVID really highlighted that. And uh, so maybe that's what it is. That's what COVID did. It was this pressure cooker we were all mm-hmm. living in. It really made this come to to our line of vision that we needed to do something. So here we are, and I'm really in great respect and awe of Give Big that they bring together so many of these smaller nonprofits like yourself so that we learn about you and we can become part of this campaign to support. So what is the need for ICS, Shauna? Well, you know, we are a small organization, like I said, but with four different programs. We serve about 20,000 people a year through our food bank, through our hygiene center, which serves folks experiencing homelessness, giving them a safe place to shower and do laundry and find respite for a few hours each day and get connected to services. And we have a recovery shelter for, it's a clean and sober shelter for homeless men who are participating in intensive outpatient treatment. They're trying to build a new life for themselves, free of drugs and alcohol. And and it's really hard to stay sober if you're worrying where your next meal is going to come from or where you're going to lay your head that night. So we give them a safe place to be while they are doing the hard work. And men who stay with us about four months or more are about 93% successful staying sober and staying housed. So it really just gives people a chance and the time that they need to build a new life. So the shelter is, is this an overnight shelter or is it uh, like short-term housing 24 hours? Well, now, and especially, this is something that also was highlighted during COVID, right? Uh, 24-hour shelters are still shelters. Unless it's your own home that you're living in with, you know, your own lock and key, um, it's still a shelter. The the men, you know, during COVID, they were locked down 24 hours a day with us for months and months and months. So it is 24 hours. This is their home. But, you know, they sleep in a gym and they share showers and they share a kitchen. So it's still a shelter. Oh, without question. I guess my question was kind of reflected in what I understood that these many shelters that were like just for sleeping were closed down uh, during COVID. And I think that's where we maybe saw more people flowing out to have to tragically sleep on the streets. So how many men do you have that are living there during any given time? We have 15 beds. And, you know, we share the space with other programs too. So during the day when the men are in their treatment, at their outpatient treatment program, we use that same space for our hygiene center. So the building is alive and full and serving people with different needs all day long. But we have room for 15 men and they stay with us usually about nine to 12 months, which is about enough time what it takes to A, get their brain used to operating without uh, chemicals and then starting to build a new life for themselves, whether that's school or work or what that looks like on the other side for them. And when they leave here, they leave into an apartment, their own apartment. 
that's definitely the next kind of guided step that they do have then a more permanent home. Correct. And that's our hope that they are living a fully independent life, you know, uh, free of drugs and alcohol. Right. Oh, you know, it's getting more of these real more factual accounts of even if it isn't a singular person, but thinking of 15 men who otherwise would have to be in a doorway somewhere sleeping on a piece of cardboard on concrete. This feels like for 15 persons, individuals, that they're getting the care and feeling safe for this period of time. Yeah. And that's really what it's about, right? You know, uh, there are a lot of great organizations doing fantastic work, and not everything works for everyone. Some folks do really well in other shelter environments. We have decided to keep our shelter clean and sober, so the guys don't have to worry about their bunkmate rolling in under the influence. And does it happen sometime that someone using the phrase fall off the wagon, do they sometimes slip and then do they need to leave this living accommodation? Well, you know, recovery is not a one-time thing. It's a lifetime. Mm -hmm. It's a lifetime journey. So people do slip and they get back on the horse, so to speak. And it depends on what their desire is. If their desire is to say, I slipped up, I want this, I want, you know, I'm going to keep coming to treatment then they're here. If they decide, you know what, never mind, this is not my journey that I want to be on, then we offer the bed to someone who that is their journey that they're choosing. Yeah, that seems fair enough. We see the picture in front of us and are given choices, Mm -hmm. right? So what do you feel, what is the most pressing need for Emanuel Community Services at this point, Shauna? Well, funds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're here to talk about Give Big, and that is definitely one of, you know, we're a very small staff. There's only five paid employees, so that includes all the program staff and the fundraising staff. So Give Big is a huge asset to us. We don't have huge development department doing the events or doing the outreach or doing the communications for us. So that is our number one. And volunteers. You know, we, we couldn't do what we do without volunteers. Our food bank, our home delivery program that got stood up during COVID, our meals are prepared and cooked and served and cleaned up from by volunteers. So really a community effort. And so there is a big need at this moment for volunteers. Yes, absolutely. So some of both, and maybe a lot of each of those things, is support financially, because uh, I think going through the organization, you have bigger buying power than we individually wanting to buy something. Correct. Yeah. So to find out more, and especially I'm thinking about this volunteer component that, of course, as you had said, very important to the sustainability of the program. How do people find out more about you? Well, we have a website, www.icsseattle.org. We also are on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Or folks can just email us at info at icsseattle.org. So a wealth of information there. And we know that all of this relates to just what the reality of life here in our world is these days and so much more difficult for people in the lower income 
bracket for sure. And all of us, isn't it the way to look at it? All of us giving a little will add up to being a lot and really being able to make a difference. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that what you just said reminded me of is, I'm not sure who said it, but someone said the ocean is made up of single raindrops, Mm -hmm. right? Like we all have to work together to make a difference and to um, improve life for our friends and neighbors around us. Yes. See ourselves as that drop in the ocean that I do make a difference, regardless of what I have, that really counts. Yeah. So important. Yeah. We had uh, last year during Give Big, one of our residents in the shelter donated $100 (sighs) to Give Big. And, you know, I told him, you need to say, you're about to move into your apartment. You should say this. He said, no, I need this to go to the next person in line who needs help. So it really is a community effort. It is. And that, you know, it, we hear about the widow's might and giving yeah. out of our lack is what counts. And here's someone who obviously could use the money differently. That's an incredible testament to, of course, the work that you're doing, that he saw so much value that he was willing to make his own donation as well. Yeah. And, you know, and I will say, too, that when I talk about volunteers, our residents in the shelter are some of our biggest volunteers, and not because they have to, but because they want to. You know, Mondays, they're setting up the food bank before they go to treatment, and then when they're back from treatment, they're cleaning it up. They just really want to give back for everything that they're receiving, and it really is a mutual relationship. Oh, it speaks volumes about who you as Emmanuel Community Services is in our region. And Shauna McMahon, thank you for doing the work that you're doing and for letting us know about it and inviting us to be partners with you. Continued success for making big changes in our world. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking with me today.